Hi guys, it's Joanne. Real quick before we get into today's episode, I want to apologize for being late this week. I decided to delay our episode this week one day because of Easter, and then we had some technical difficulties. So it's even later than I expected, and I didn't even warn you guys. So if you were waiting for your fancy free fix and you had to wait an extra couple of days, I'm so sorry. But this is a special episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, our guest today is adorable, and you are going to absolutely love her. She has so many funny stories. She has such a wonderful take on life, and you're welcome in advance for all the good laughs. But also, this is Fancy Free's 100th episode. So happy birthday, Fancy Free. And I am wondering, if you're somebody who loves Fancy Free, and you've been listening for a while, and you haven't written an Apple podcast review, would you give that to Fancy Free as a birthday gift? That would be so amazing. It'll help get the show to more ears. And also, reviews just make my heart so happy. I read every one. And if you've been listening to me long, you might know that my love language is words of affirmation. So I think those reviews mean even more to me than than they might because of that. Lastly, I want to let you know that in the middle of the episode, I'm breaking in to read a listener story. I'm really excited about that. I would absolutely love to have a listener story for every episode, and this is a perfect example of how if you aren't comfortable with having your voice on the show, you can still type out your story and email it to me, and I'll just read it. Oh, and I have one more thing I don't want you to miss out on. You guys, I was a guest on one of my oldest favorite podcasts called 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms with Rachel Nielsen. And it was so surreal for me because I've been listening to that podcast for years and have learned so many valuable lessons from there. And so I was really honored that they accepted my proposal to be on the show. And I think you might enjoy the episode. It's episode 175 of 3 in 30 podcast, and it's called Using Embarrassing Moments to Build Connection. Rachel and I have a lot of fun talking. She shares some funny, embarrassing moments, and I do too. And I talk all about why I think it's important to do and how to do it in practical terms. I will link to that episode in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Okay, on to the episode. You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my girlfriends and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host. And today I have with me a new girlfriend who lives all the way in Belgium, Lise Halsloot, and she is a friend that I met through a walking group on Facebook. Lise is a two-time published author, a health coach and influencer, and a serial entrepreneur currently running two businesses, her health coaching initiative and her hairbrush line, Delphine and Emerance. Is that how you pronounce that, Lise? That's almost perfect. You can either say <laughs> Delphin and Emerence, or you can say Delphin et Emerence. That sounds ah, a little bit fancier, but yes. it's your fancy podcast. So uh, <laughs> That's right. it's more like in French, yes, but it suits it. Okay, very good. And Lise is also a motivational keynote speaker. She has written two books. Her first book is called The Complete Guide to Healthy Hair, a three-step program to heal your hair. And it talks about her own hair loss story after giving birth to her daughter and being overworked. And the program teaches nutrition, care, and stress management to heal your hair. 
Her second book is called Walk Yourself Thin and Happy, How Taking More Steps Can Change Your Life. Her newest book on the method that uses walking and taking more steps to lose weight and reach a permanent state of natural weight freedom and mental well-being. She currently lives in Belgium. She's a single mom with a daughter who is 14 years old, and she's had a dream since childhood to live in the United States. Lise, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for inviting me. I have kind of fallen off the wagon when it comes to walking and I'm like, oh no, I have to talk to Lisa and I haven't been walking. <laughs> oh, then today's podcast will be a reminder to get you walking again. That's right. And it's perfect timing because I got myself a Fitbit. And so now I'm a lot more interested in how many steps I'm taking. And I get behind on my podcast listening if I haven't been on my walks. You do podcasts, but if you listen to podcasts, you can go for a walk while listening to the podcast. And that's what I do oh, with yes. your podcast podcast because it cracks me up every time I'm outside walking. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then your neighbors can be like, there's lunatic Lise. She's laughing to herself again. <laughs> exactly. They already think I'm a lunatic. So <laughs> I'm already used to that. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? I refer to myself on my Facebook page as I'm not a one trick pony because I've done so many things in my life. I used to, I uh, originally studied political and social sciences. So actually, I was being trained to work in a high position in government. But instead of that, I started a restaurant when I was uh, 23. Uh, I started a restaurant. And because I had a passion for health, I had a passion for people, for cooking, and for sports. And that's actually where my career began. And that's how it evolved in everything you have already described. But I'm, I'm working on so many projects. And um, there's always something new uh, I can tell you. Yes, you have a lot going on. I'm, I'm living with a teenager in, uh, in the middle of uh, COVID times. So this week is homeschooling week. Uh, but she's, she's actually the, the perfect teenager. We get along very well. She works really hard in school. There's actually nothing I can say about her that is not good. I'm fortunate that I have such a, not a perfect daughter because she doesn't have to be perfect, but she's wonderful. Oh, I love that. I have the same kinds of things to say about mine. I have 15 and 17. So we're in a similar boat. And they are just cool people. And they get more exciting and interesting every day. It's, it's a blessing. You're, you're right. It's, it's a challenge, but it's, it's so worth it. So worth it. Yeah, it's a challenge if you are if you want to be a good parent and you right. want to show them what's wrong and what's right. And that's not always easy. But I think that if you keep on doing that, and if you started that at a very young age of your kids, you reap the results when they get older. Because if you build a good relationship with your kids, you have teenagers that might not want to break loose because they have freedom. Mm -hmm. they, they learn how to talk about stuff at home. Absolutely. You can't be a dictator and let them make no decisions on their own and then expect them to go out and succeed. So it's, it's a process. Mm, absolutely. Okay, let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. Do you have a song lyric that you got wrong that's funny? Oh, yes, probably a lot of them. Because in general, with songs, uh, I'm the one who knows all the, the notes and I can sing a song immediately after I hear it. But the lyrics... That's where I go, <laughs> go wrong. So most songs are in English uh, when we listen to the radio. And ever since I was like six or seven years old, I was crazy about Madonna, also George Michael. And I have to say Madonna's uh, song, Who's That Girl? 
that was my funny song. I got that totally wrong because I thought that it, it was like W-H-O. So here in Belgium, we, we read that as um, woos. So uh, I was like, oh, completely like, woos that girl. <laughs> but probably woos is not what, what she meant. It's who's that girl. But I was like, woos that girl. <laughs> And I actually looked it up and it means like if you go to the dictionary, so wooing someone is to seek affection for someone with the intent to marry or begin a romantic relationship. So I'd better sing it correctly now. So, so who's that oh. girl? But actually, I still sometimes when I'm when I'm singing out loud, I still make the mistake because once you get something wrong, it's, yes. so, it's like when you get someone's name wrong. It's so difficult to get it out of your head. Yes, it so. is. It it burns itself into your brain and then you second guess yourself and you can't remember which way it's supposed to be. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Woo's that girl. I love Woo's it. Woo's that girl. What is the most amazing thing you've ever won? I think I was around nine or 10 years old. It was actually a sad period in my life because my parents got divorced and we used to live in the countryside. We had a huge self-sufficient farm. So my, my mother was a pianist. My father was a dentist, but their dream was to have a self-sufficient farm to, to live off. And so I grew up until I was nine years old on that amazing place. And we had to move to the city in a smaller house and that's when I started writing more. And I decided to send in some poems and short stories to the newspaper because there was a special edition every week for kids. It said, like, if you send in a poem, you can win one or uh, three or five books. And I was like, oh, I want to win books. I love reading. So I sent in a poem and a short story and I won a pile of books. And I did that several times in a row. And each time I won it, I was like, okay, oh. another five books. I still have those books. That's awesome. Oh, and it, and then here you are writing your own books as an adult. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's so, so great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you have a recurring dream? Uh, a recurring dream. Yes, I do. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I, I dreamt of living in the USA. And I still have that dream. And it's on my current vision board as well. It's glued all over living in the USA. Now I'm, I'm like looking into different regions, reading about it, where I would love to be or live. And my plan is to actually start uh, living for a month, a year in the US. So during summer, I would like to relocate mm -hmm. with my daughter. I have a digital business, so I can organize everything from anywhere in the world and just right. uh, pick a state rent a house or stay with friends or whatever and just mm -hmm. soak up the atmosphere and then see, okay, is this a great fit for me? And maybe it will not be a great fit and we'll stay in Belgium. Who, who knows where I will end up? Oh my gosh, you're so adventuresome. That's exciting. Well, I'll be looking forward to hearing how that goes for you over the next few years. And if you ever need a place to stay in Montana, we have lots of room here. <laughs> Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to tell our embarrassing stories so that we remind our listeners they are not alone and we demonstrate how connection can be made between two people by sharing these stories. So what do you have for us today? I think I made a lot of those mistakes and, and I think people <laughs> should make mistakes and stay, oh, yes. say funny or stupid things and we should laugh about ourselves. The first one goes back to, well, actually around the age my daughter is now, around 14, I think, having my first encounter with the boyfriend. 
on summer camp and I had my first kiss. But we were doing that first kiss beneath the window of a monk from the monastery we were staying in. So it was early in the morning and we had this meeting. It was like, oh yeah, you go there uh, at six o'clock in the morning and be, be quiet. And the boys were boys had their own dorms and we were in another building. But we met, but it was underneath the window of one of those monks. And we got surprised by a noise coming from, from that room. <laughs> so when I did my first kiss, I had no idea. There was no internet. So there was no YouTube to, to check <laughs> You can't have, learn how to do it ahead yeah, of time. I think they have everything online. They, they know everything way better than we did. So I was like, we were kissing and I I was, I bit his lip. <laughs> you got startled and bit I, his lip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I, it wasn't, it wasn't actually very nice for him, I think, but that's how I remember my first kiss. And I felt <laughs> stupid back then, but I, now I'm like, okay, probably almost everyone has, has something. Stories. Yes. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing when they first start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually I'm glad I didn't have a video because I wouldn't I would be even more more scared um for that first kiss. So I'd rather just experience and that was my yeah, experience. Sometimes with- ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. If you knew everything on beforehand, it would be awful, I think. Yes. <laughs> Little did you and your boyfriend remember that monks arise early too. So you got startled by Yes. <laughs> I will never forget that. And that's why I get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> wow. You are really an early riser. When you were describing your story, I was thinking 6 a.m. for a kiss. I'd be like, I'll see you at midnight. But 6 a.m. I'm asleep at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, but that was the only the only time that we were able to sneak out. So Privacy. Yeah, morning. you're right. Yes. Yeah. Everyone else is zonked out for sure. So yes. it's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. Okay, tell me what happened in your restaurant one time with a customer. Yeah, I was in my restaurant and there were these these two ladies sitting at a table and they were actually regular guests. Uh, I didn't really know them, but they were just uh, regular customers. And I saw I saw one of the ladies and she was she had like her belly was like quite pronounced. So I was like, oh, congratulations. When are you due? And she was like, I'm not pregnant. <gasps> oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God, she just gained weight. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, I could sink into the floor. She forgot to put her girdle on. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that was so embarrassing. And I really apologized. And I was so embarrassed. And that's when I, when I vowed myself, I will never say to anyone, congratulations for these kind of things before I know absolutely for sure that they are pregnant. (laughs) Okay. So if you're waiting for a congratulations from Lise for your pregnancy, you better lay it out to her real plain that you're pregnant. (laughs) She's been traumatized. Give me an official document. (laughs) Give me a paper with a stamp of your doctor and a signature that you're officially pregnant. Oh my gosh. That's, oh, you know, those kinds of things are so painful. They're just so painful in the moment. And that's the kind of thing too, that can, oh, you can revisit it in your mind and there's nothing you can do. You can't unsay something, but you know, (laughs) this, this is a pretty common one that happens and it's just it just goes to show that we have these common human mistakes that we make and we all have to just be loving and forgiving of each other for them because everybody does stuff like that and 
you mean nothing but the best. You're just trying to connect with her over something that you think is exciting news, you know? Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where we just, where we can only say, I'm truly sorry. And that's when people need to learn to accept that you say, I'm sorry. And that's where, yes. where the other party then goes wrong. It's not really wrong, but people should also accept that sometimes you say, and like you say, you didn't mean harm to them. It was just something you, yes. you said and it was a mistake. You know what I heard on a podcast just yesterday when I was driving? I heard somebody say, you cannot give offense. You can only take offense. So a person is choosing whether or not to take offense. It was an advice podcast, and she was going through the best advice of the year from her different guests. And this this person's advice was, decide never to take offense. Wouldn't the world be just an amazing place if everyone decided not to take offense? Oh, that's a wonderful phrase. I'm, I'm going to remember that. That's going Love to it. save us so much heartache and trouble and fights that are unnecessary. That's a great thing. Yeah, in this world today, it's something we all can learn a little better. It is time for listener stories. You guys, I'm so excited about this. It's been a while. I got an Instagram direct message from a listener. She says, hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast and I have a story to submit. A couple of years ago, it was my daughter's school sports day, so I went along for the day to cheer her on. Every year, there's a parent sack race, so I decided to have some fun and take part in the race whilst wearing a long skirt. About halfway through the race, I accidentally grabbed onto the side of my skirt instead of the sack and proceeded to completely pull my own skirt down and fully flash my pair of black lace panties off to the crowd watching. Due to the heat of the moment and the noise of the day, it took me around 20 seconds to realize what had happened, and I finished the race jumping slash running in just a t-shirt and panties. Mortified doesn't cover it. Oh my gosh. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm proud of you for wearing black lace panties. It sounds like it would have been a lot more embarrassing if you were in a ratty old pair of granny panties that had seen better days. So that's a definite thumbs up. <laughs> and pat on the back for participating. Sack races are exhausting because you have to hop, if I'm not wrong, on both feet all the way down the field. So the fact that you did that and completed that is an accomplishment in and of itself. <laughs> but I'm really sorry that you bore yourself in such an unexpected way to the crowd. But you know what? Here's the other thing. It gives you a story to tell. And it probably gave many of those onlookers a story to tell, not necessarily because they were laughing at you, but because it probably reminded them of something they had done. And then they didn't feel so alone when they thought about their embarrassing moments. So see, you're just giving gifts left and right. Okay, you guys, I want more listener stories. You can email me at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. Or like this listener, you can direct message me on Instagram at fancyfreepodcast. You could also send me a message on Facebook. The Fancy Free Podcast has a Facebook page and we have a private Facebook group if you want to get really involved in sharing these fun stories with other people. Listener, I want to thank you so much for sharing this story. I can just picture it vividly with all of the fanfare of the day and the heat. You know, if it had just been a little cooler, you might have felt a cold breeze and then you, the whole embarrassment could have been avoided. But like I said, it was probably a gift to many I'm curious if your child noticed and how your child felt about that. What were those conversations at home like? 
back to Lise. Okay, you have an airport story. What happened at the airport? <laughs> oh, yes, and that's really embarrassing. So I, I was using a rental car to go to the airport. So I parked my car at the airport and I was away for, I think, 10 days on a business trip. And when returning from the trip, I got back to the parking lot, really tired from a long trip. And I, I saw the car and I was approaching the car and I was like, oh, my God, what's happened to the car? It has been invaded by hooligans. The car was full of rubbish and beer cans and everything was so dirty. And I was like, oh my God, and I can't even open the car anymore. So then I must have changed the locks or something. <laughs> and then and I went to the, the parking valley. I was like, someone has been in my car and I can't open the car anymore. So they go back with me towards the car. And that's when I realized that that wasn't my car. It was another car. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked exactly the same, but it was a rental car. So it wasn't my personal car, right. but I was so oh. convinced that was the car. But luckily it was parked a little bit further away, but I could have actually checked it because it had an automatic door opener. So if I would have just pushed it, the other car <laughs> might, might have beeped or, or blinked. Oh, right. uh, it was over you hear there. A chart behind you go, oh, there, there it is. Yes. <laughs> You're dragging the security guard towards this car that you think has been invaded by hooligans. And suddenly you realize that you've gotten the car wrong. Now, what do you do? How do you get out of the situation with the security guard? Did you just fess up? Oh, sorry, you got the wrong car. <laughs> I just, uh, I always say the same thing. Sorry, I'm blonde. <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law reminds me of my hair color quite often. I also am blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? That was probably a really good story for many people to tell. This lady came flying in and saying that her car had been invaded by hooligans. <laughs> probably. He probably left his socks off uh, at, uh -huh. when he came back into the office. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That reminds me of the time I thought I left my purse in the bathroom in, in an airport in Chicago. And I went back in right away to get it and it wasn't there. And I came out and I was like, who would do that? Who stole my purse? It's a big pink purse. And I went up to the security guard and I was like, this is terrible. It has all my documents in it. I'm traveling with my kids, blah, 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 blah. And she was so upset and she was trying to help me and I'm running back and forth. So I go back to where my family is and my purse is sitting there and I'm like, false alarm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, embarrassing. But, you know, sometimes we just jump to conclusions don't we <laughs> yeah at least we have something to tell because because if we do don't do any funny stuff or stupid things we wouldn't have this interview so there you go yeah we wouldn't have anything to laugh about yes exactly <laughs> oh my gosh okay tell me about the fire brigade in between being an entrepreneur, I tried to work six years for government because I was like, okay, let's have a decent job and go work for government. It will probably be the best thing. But I had a very interesting job. I had an international job where I was traveling around Europe for European projects. So I was working on this project for the fire brigade, which was um, together with the London fire brigade. And on this project, I was using the colonel's car. So the, the colonel, like the highest in ranking mm -hmm. in the fire brigade. He had two cars. He had his newest car and an older one. And he was like, okay, if you go to that conference for the project, it's quite a long drive. So you better don't take the normal cars you use in the city. You can use my car, which was more fancy and was better for, for a long drive. So I go to that meeting and I drive into the parking lot. I push the button to get my, my parking tickets. 
But my tickets flew away, so it dropped on the ground. But I was parked quite closely to the ticket machine because I'm quite small. So if I, if I park the car away too far, I cannot reach the ticket with my mm. arms. So I was kind of close. So I tried to open the door and tr- tried to bend over to, uh, to get my arm between the, the door and the car. I was able to squeeze myself in between the door and the car. And I was like halfway lying on the ground trying to grab that ticket. I'm even doing it while I'm talking about it. And finally, I grabbed the ticket and suddenly there's this gigantic loud alarm going off. I'm like, oh my God, there must be a terrorist attack here or a fire in this building. And while sitting in the car and hearing that emergency alarm, someone from the front desk came up to me and they were like, why is your alarm going off? And I'm like, I don't have an alarm. I'm like, no, it's here in the building. Is there a fire? No, it's your car. And I'm like, huh? Lady, your car is screaming. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I remembered that the colonel said to me, be careful because this car has official blue lights if you need them for an emergency, but also an official fire brigade alarm. And the switch is on your left knee. So be careful not to push it with your knee. And that's exactly what I did. So I felt horrible because this parking valet, he probably thought I had I, I was nuts or that the car was stolen. And I felt so dumb. And then I pushed the switch and I was like, okay, I'm sorry. It's my car. Again, hair color. You see, you see my hair color. <laughs> yes. Then I was like, I'm blonde. I'm so sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> I want to know what brunettes use as their excuse. I, my my girls are both brunette and they have lots of stories. Oh, they can say I used to be blonde. Or my mother's blonde. Yes. I was raised by a blonde. I come by it honestly. Oh, yes. You were tied into a pretzel knot trying to get your yes. ticket. And suddenly this loud noise. And it's really loud. It's an official emergency alarm. Yeah. So I, it's not I'm just sure. a car alarm. It's in a parking garage. So it's like echoing through the parking garage (laughs) yes oh my gosh that's so great (laughs) oh tell me what happened with your school uniform oh no oh yes oh in school I was in this nun school and we had this uh, official uniform a dark blue skirt and white socks I quickly ran into the bathroom but I must have tucked my skirt into my underpanties. And I was walking around the schoolyard with my skirt tucked into my underpanties so everyone saw my panties. And everyone was laughing. I was like, why are you all laughing? They were all like, don't tell her, don't tell her. I actually actually thought it was funny. So I I was able to laugh about it myself. Really? Right in the moment? Oh, that's amazing. That is incredible. You are a highly evolved emotional human being that you were able to laugh as a kid about. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm so happy for you that you didn't just die right there on the spot. (laughs) No, I think I was 16 and I was already being called the weird one who always did the funny stuff. And I was the one always raising my hands to ask a question on even the difficult questions. So I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. I'm walking around in my panties. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad it wasn't wearing thongs because back in those days we had the old fashioned panties. So So at least there was some good coverage there, some bun coverage. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, 
<laughs> See, I, God knew I was not a good candidate for something like that happening to me at the age of 16 because I would, I'm not nearly as emotionally evolved as you are. <laughs> I would have been like, I, I'm leaving now and I'm never coming back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Tell me about the wine tasting. I was on, a, on another trip for my European projects uh, working for the government and there was a huge project that was funded by the European Commission. And uh, during those official uh, trips, we had all kinds of meetings, but also some networking events. And we were being invited to a wine tasting in a very old cellar. And everyone was there for, for a networking event, uh, sitting on, on tables. We could taste wines and have some cheese and meat. Uh, back in those days, I still suffered from a seasonal allergy that gave me a cuff. So that was a very irritating cuff. And I was talking to, to this man sitting across of me and we were drinking wine and suddenly I had to cuff. And I normally you put your hand in front of your mouth, but I was too late. So it was red wine. <laughs> and this man was wearing a white shirt oh. and I cuffed all over him <gasps> with red wine. And I was like so embarrassed. And I was like, I could like, dig a hole right there just to crawl into i was like oh i'm so sorry i'm so embarrassed he was laughing his heart out and you know what he became a friend and he was actually doing evaluation and the checkups of our project and still he is a friend of mine and we regularly go out and now we have beer or wine and we all i always say that i will be careful i will not come to you (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. He was good natured about it. Good thing because you were going to have you were going to be coming into contact with this guy in the future. (laughs) Well, if you ever want to know about somebody's nature real quick, just spray them with red wine and see how they react. Oh, yes. (laughs) Then you'll know whether or not they're good friend material. (laughs) I will remember that if I have an official date with someone, I will cuff some red wine over them and see how they react to see if they have humor or not. Yes. And if they're furious, just walk out of there. (laughs) Self-screener. Oh my gosh. Oh, those stories are so wonderful. You've given me a good uh, abdominal workout. So thank (laughs) you for that. (laughs) Do you have a life hack to share with the listeners? Oh, of course, I have a life hack. And I try to find something really funny. But I would say my the best life hack I can give people is if you want to save time and go for your goals, pee in the shower to save time. <laughs> now, that's just good <laughs> practical advice right there. <laughs> and also good for the environment. But... <laughs> it is a win, 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 guys. <laughs> I love it. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners would love to? In my business, I'm currently in this training program uh, called Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And I have to say, I've, I've done many training programs in the, in the past, but that's something that really helped me to advance uh, growing my online business. And also what inspires me and what has inspired me for years and still inspires me is um, this book written by Jack Canfield, The Success Principles. It's a book that I call my business bible or my lifestyle bible and it's a book i regularly come back to and even when i do coaching with people i sometimes advise them to read the book wonderful i will link to both of those (laughs) 
All right, it's coincidence time. Have you experienced a crazy coincidence you could tell us about? Well, it's not a crazy coincidence, actually. I just talked about this book by Jack Canfield. I always dreamt of doing uh, one of his exclusive retreats. It costs a lot of money. It was in the US. It was in Santa Barbara, a beautiful place. So I saved up all my savings for that to go there. But it was really it was a breakthrough uh, retreat for me and a breakthrough week. And that's where I met somebody from Germany who is called Saskia Winkler. And Saskia Winkler is a coach, is a life coach in Germany. She specialized in money coaching, business coaching. We got in touch with each other and we had this click. You can sometimes meet people and it like clicks like, whoa, this isn't a good match. I, it's like I've known you for years. Mm-hmm. So we became friends. Uh, the year after that, we together with someone else, we traveled around uh, Scandinavia in uh, mobile homes uh, with all our oh. our daughters together. Oh my gosh, how fun! Yeah. And only after um, quite a while, um, we came to the fact that uh, we were born on the same day. We were both born on the 25th of March in the year 1977. And she was born in the morning and I was born in the evening. So for me, it was like, oh my God, such a coincidence. We were born on the same day. The same exact day. Not only do you have the same birthday, but the same year. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, after years of not really um, connecting with people here in Belgium. So I don't have a lot of friends here. And the town I live, I don't really have deep connections. Mm-hmm. I had to travel to the U.S. to find friends who lived closer by. Okay, she, she lives nine uh-huh. hours away from me, but it's still doable. So for European yeah. terms, it's a long drive. For Americans, nine hours is probably like a day trip. <laughs> What project are you excited about that you don't want to miss out on sharing with the listeners? What I'm really excited about is to further grow my my online presence with my online channel, Take You Time. I don't want to be health coach number uh, 1,365,000. I want to inspire and I want to give back to the world. I want to, I want to inspire them to become healthy and to stay healthy. But I also want to be able to raise money for good causes. I'm doing a workshop week in my uh, Dutch Facebook group for now, uh, which is in collaboration with Think Pink. And uh, during the workshop week, we are going to raise money for Think Pink, uh, which is the sister organization of Pink Ribbon. And we're going to raise money for breast cancer research. I'm also raising money for nature movements. And in the future, I want to go international. I want to also work with international organizations to use my influence as a health coach and to take it beyond just talking about weight loss and good food. I'm, I'm like, I want to talk about mindset and how what you do for yourself can have an impact in the world. And that can be done from anywhere. That's awesome. You're really setting yourself yes. up for mobility and making a global impact. That's amazing. I'm going to have a lot of fun watching you on that journey. Thank you. <laughs> Tell the listeners all of the places where they can find you. If you want to check out uh, about my biography, you can find me under my name on the internet. So just leeshelsloot.com. So it's not because I, I think I'm very imp- uh, a very important person, but that's my biography page. So if you want to check out uh, who am I and what have I done. Uh, then I have my blog, takeutime.com. So not take your time, but take you time, which is all about my concept, taking time for yourself to be able to take care of the world and your dreams and the people you love. And with the same name, I have an Instagram and YouTube channel. So take you time, 
blog. It is on Facebook and Instagram. Just take you time on YouTube. And then you can also get in touch with me through Facebook, Lise Hellsloot. There's only one with this name, so that's me. If you want to be my friend, I'll be happy to click yes. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Lise, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was really fun uh, talking to you. And thank you for the opportunity to spread my message. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. Wasn't Lise amazing? Well, first of all, I love her beautiful accent, and she just has such a charming sense of humor, and her stories were so great. Make sure you check out the show notes for today's episode, where we'll link all the things we discussed at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 100. And remember to leave Fancy Free Podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're not listening through Apple Podcasts, then it would be awesome for you to leave a review wherever you're listening. And if you can't do that, then maybe you could just pop on at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 100 and leave a comment. You can do that there too. You guys, I have a really special treat for next week. Next week, we have Sam Staskel, who is a real estate agent who told the funniest story on, I don't even remember if it was TikTok or Facebook, but anyway, I, I saw it somewhere. I laughed so hard and I said, we've got to get this lady on Fancy Free. And she agreed. So next week in episode 101, we'll be talking to Sam Staskel and you will definitely get a good ab workout. She's hilarious. But remember to follow the show wherever you're listening. They used to call it subscribe, but that implied that maybe there was a cost involved, which there isn't. It's free to follow this way. New episodes will just pop into your feed as they become available. The question of the week this week on our Facebook group is, what song lyric did you get wrong that's funny? Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.